Hey, it's Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the iHemp Revolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp Revolution? My guest today is Eric Steenstra. Eric has been in the hemp industry for over 20 years. Eric is the executive director of HIA, the Hemp Industries Association. He is also the founder and president of Vote Hemp. Vote Hemp is a national grassroots nonprofit advocacy group based in Washington, D.C. Vote Hemp's mission is to change state and federal laws to allow American farmers to once again grow industrial hemp. So, Eric, welcome to the iHemp Revolution. <laughs> thanks, Freddie. Yeah, thanks for having me on today. Yeah, and it was great meeting you in New York City. And uh, we had a great time and a great ride back on the uh, hemp road trip bus. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. I guess I was uh, one of your first uh, passengers there. Really appreciated the opportunity to uh, to uh, you know to get to ride on the uh, the hemp t- along with the hemp tour. And you guys are uh, doing some great work out there educating people about this. Well, thank you very much. So, Eric, uh, can you give us a little bit more background about yourself, you know, and how you got involved in the industrial hemp industry? Yeah, um, sure. I had a, I, I lived in the Washington, D.C. area, and uh, I met somebody uh, here in, uh, in Washington, D.C., a guy named Steve D'Angelo, who... Um, had, uh, had had done some work on the hemp tour with Jack Hare, and uh, Jack was really the you know the person that got this whole uh, hemp industry started, the modern hemp industry that is. And uh, so he shared Jack's book with me, and I really didn't know much. I didn't know anything about hemp, and uh, he said, you know, you really should check this out. And uh, after reading it, I was pretty blown away. I had a lot of questions, and I started doing some more digging and research. Uh, but it was difficult because at that time, you know, the the, the internet really wasn't uh, hadn't, hadn't started. This was the late late '80s and early '90s. So, uh, in any case, uh, but yeah, I was just totally blown away with the information I found out that all the history about hemp because uh, I just never I'd never heard of it, you know. I mean, I, and uh, so in any case, J- uh, Jack's book really inspired me, and uh, Steve and I talk, talked about it more, and eventually decided to start a company together, and. Uh, decided to focus on clothing and that's how um, the origins of Ecolution began. He and I were the, you know, partners in the in the company and we ended up founding uh Ecolution in 1993. Uh we traveled uh, you know, uh to Eastern Europe and sourced fabric and other hemp materials there and uh just began a real journey for me in the in the hemp business. Well, that's great now. Uh so when did you start uh Vote Hemp? Yeah, so um, you know, it was it was uh, uh, myself and some other members of the Hemp Industries Association. Uh, you know, we felt uh, well. So, so the answer, short answer is it was in two thousand. Uh, you know, we had been looking to see uh, you know Ameri- the laws changed so American farmers could grow hemp, and we had a realization that we really needed a political. Uh, focus group that could really do a lot of political activity. And the HIA was a trade association, so you can do some of that, but that's not the main goal usually of a trade association. So 
that's you know we felt like vote hemp would be a, a you know uh, a, a good vehicle to do that and to educate and change the laws at the state and federal level. Yeah, I, I understand you uh, did some work with uh, Representative uh, Ron Paul, the Repu- Republican from De- Texas. Yeah, we did. We had the good fortune, you know, we were for the, for, uh, so, you know, as I said, we founded Vote Hemp in 2000 and we were looking for uh, a member of Congress that would introduce hemp legislation. And, um, in the beginning it was challenging there, you know, a lot of people didn't, it was, you know, very little knowledge about hemp. A lot of people, first thing that you would, they would think of if you said the word hemp was marijuana or they thought rope and, uh, they didn't get it. And so, but and eventually, uh, we were fortunate that Ron Paul in 2005 agreed to introduce the first modern era hemp legislation. Uh, it was the Industrial Hemp Farming Act. And, uh, and so, um, you know, we were really, you know, pleased that we could work with him. He took a very limited, uh, sort of states rights approach to things generally. And we thought that the, the language that we came up with, you know, uh, with along with him was, was good and that it allowed the states to, um, to regulate, uh, hemp farming under their laws. And you also worked with Senator Ron uh, Wyden, a Democrat from Oregon, right? Yeah, yeah. We've had, you know, so um, once we had this, the House bill in with Representative Paul, and we had it in for a few years, and we started to build up co-sponsorship, we realized we really needed to get similar support in the Senate. And uh, so we were fortunate there was a, uh, a company uh, out in uh, Oregon, a gentleman named uh, uh, let's see, I'm going to forget his name now, but uh, uh, the Merriweather Group and David Hallett uh, was his name. And um, he had uh, had had some contact with Ron Wyden and he was the owner of a, of a company in Oregon that was involved in hemp called Living Harvest. And so he agreed to reach out to, to Senator Wyden and, uh, you know, initiate a conversation on this. And I think once Senator Wyden found out about it, he became pretty passionate about it. In any case, he agreed to introduce the first hemp legislation, but what he told us was, uh, you got to find us a Republican co-sponsor. I, I would like to introduce it, you know, bipartisan. And so um, that was our, you know, then we focused on that and eventually got Rand Paul to agree to go in and, uh, and co-sponsor the bill. Oh, okay. Did you have something to do with the, the, the 2014 uh, Farm Bill? Yeah, we did. We had, we had uh, you know, good fortune to work with uh, Representative Polis from Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the, his office, or he, he came up with the idea that as the farm bill was, was being uh, debated, that uh, it would be good to introduce an amendment. And his idea initially was to just introduce an amendment to allow research at a university. And so I think he was working with CSU over in Boulder and they were interested, but they didn't want to take it, you know, they didn't want to do anything without having something a little more clear in federal law. And so they decided, uh, so he decided to introduce an amendment. And um, we were, you know, we worked very hard. At, we have, of course, worked for a number of years to educate, you know, the members of uh, of the Congress about the issue. So just preparing for that time so that when there was time for a vote, they would they would feel like they understood it well enough that they could support it. And we were really pleased when uh, we didn't know how, you know, it was the first vote in, in decades on, on hemp. We didn't know how it was going to go. We ended up getting 225 members of the, uh, of the House to vote in favor of the bill. And that included 63 Republicans and 162 Democrats. So it was a great bipartisan victory. And, uh, and then later 
we were successful in working with Senator McConnell's office in expanding the uh, the legislation. He was um, he was able to expand it to include departments of agriculture and add in some language relating to um, pilot programs. So instead of just researching universities, it actually allowed uh, ultimately what's called Section Seven Six Hundred Six of the Farm Bill of 2014 to include a program that's allowing, you know, farmers and, and researchers to work with hemp today. Okay. And so what are, what are the, the bills now that you've been working on in 2015? Yeah. So we, uh, you know, what we really like, you know, is to move beyond pilot programs and research. We think that, uh, you know, American farmers should be able to grow this crop again, just like any other crop. And there's two bills that are pending in the House and the Senate that would do that. Uh, in the Senate, Senator Wyden and Senator McConnell have S-134 and uh, very similar language. Uh, there's a bill in the House that's uh, co-sponsored or sponsored by uh, Representative Massey of Kentucky. And uh, there's 65 other co-sponsors on that bill. Uh, and that's uh, uh, H.R. 525 and also called the Industrial Hemp Farming Act. This was the uh, the reason why the hemp road trip was started at the end of January. We were on a road for uh, six weeks to get more support for those two bills, and I'm glad that you are instrumental in really you know helping that along. Thanks. It's been you know I mean it's a huge you know huge effort with lots of you know activists nationwide to you know move this thing forward. I mean we've worked with people at the state level as well. Uh, you know, you may know there's now 28 states that have passed legislation of one form or another to, you know, authorize either research or farming. Uh, and so lots of, you know, activists in each of those states have played important roles in, you know, in helping move this forward. And, and uh, so it's just, there's just a ton of people that have been responsible for the success that, you know, we're beginning to see. Do you know or have an idea of when this will be voted on or looked at in the Congress and or Senate? Well, you know, the, so we were hopeful that that we would be able to get to uh, to get to that point in this Congress, right? But uh, it's starting to look like uh, it's going to be pretty challenging to get it done. We're still hopeful there's a, there might be an opportunity, but it, it looks pretty challenging because it's an election year. And Congress pretty much um, wraps up their business after June. Uh, you know, they, they, they get into their summer recess, and then it's election season, and all the members are back in their districts, and they're campaigning. And there's just uh, also, you know, it's the end of President uh, Obama's uh, term coming up in the, uh, this year. So the Congress is not, uh, it's just not a lot happening legislatively. So um, we're, we're st still continuing to push for, you know, for an opportunity, but right now, uh, there's no, no, nothing immediately pending. So okay, we, yeah. So we might be waiting till next year then. That's right. That's right. We might we might wait till the next Congress. I hope not, but we're going to continue to push for it. But well, you know, there's, that's a possibility. Yeah, I'm doing everything I can to get people to uh, nudge their senators and uh, congressmen there to get into some action here. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's great. You guys did a great job with the with the Hemp Road trip. Uh, you know, getting out there and, and really, you know, talking to people all over the country. So, um, I mean, I can't believe you guys logged over ten thousand miles. I was really, uh, really impressive. Yeah, ten thousand five hundred and eleven miles. <laughs> awesome. It was really you great. Almost all those, didn't you? <laughs> About probably eighty percent or more. I, I I did because I enjoy driving and uh, I like to see the country. Mm -hmm. So that gives me a chance to do both and and 
the don't tell Rick this, but the the driver's seat is the most comfortable in the bus. <laughs> ah, right, well, we'll keep that our little secret. Okay, yeah, don't tell anybody now. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> this is going to be out. All right, but anyhow, uh, yeah. So, Eric, how, how do you see the uh, industrial hemp industry really changing our culture here? Because this is a new thing here. You know, it's not new, but it's in, it's reintroducing something that most people haven't heard of. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the incredible thing about uh, hemp is that it's you know it's a crop that's literally the first cultivated crop by you know by mankind. I mean, you go back to the earliest, you know, I mean, uh, they've traced it back over ten thousand years, and uh, so you know, this is not a this is not something that's new. I mean, you look back in our history as a country. You know, um, you go to Mount Vernon and you, as you guys did, right? Yes. And we went there as well. And, and they'll tell you all about how George Washington grew hemp in different parts of the farm and how he used it to make, you know, everything from netting to catch fish and, you know, various different things, how it was important. So the founding fathers knew all about hemp and they were growing it. They even had, you know, uh, for a while in the, in the colonies, they had it required to grow it and you could pay your taxes with it. So it was an important resource. And I think, you know, over time, what we saw is that, uh, you know, I mean, some of what Jack uncovered was that there was a, you know, really kind of a racist campaign that uh, against against cannabis in general. And hemp got caught up in the whole thing. And and uh, it, it was it was just a wrong, wrong thing. And, and we've moved in a, in a bad direction in some ways in terms of agriculture. And I think hemp would be a fantastic crop to reintroduce. And, you know, it's also frustrating, though, to think about the fact that we had had, you know, at one time we had a USDA researcher, you know, from, you know, up until 1940, who was who was actually developing varieties of hemp for American farmers, and all that's been lost now. And so we kind of have to rebuild this from scratch. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we we you know, there's there are varieties of you know hemp that need to be developed for you know different parts of the U.S. and for that, that are specialized for to meet the demands of the market and that kind of thing. And so it's going to take some time to get this going, but uh, you know, I, I feel I feel like uh, you know, hemp is an incredible, sustainable uh, you know crop that grows you know across across the U.S. and I think it's going to be a big part of agriculture in the future. And it's also important for you know for family farms. I think hemp's playing a real role in, in bringing back agriculture uh, as something that's. You know, we see a lot of people have moved off of the off of the farm and into the cities. And I think we need, you know, there's too much big corporate agriculture. We need more, you know, people moving back to the land. And I know a number of our members are, you know, feel strong and passionate about that. We have a lot, you know, uh, a lot of uh, family farms that are members of the HIA. And and so, uh, you know, I, I think hemp can play a big role in, in, in increasing bringing people back into agriculture and showing them how, you know, uh, how it can be, how important it is to, you know, to our, to our country. Yeah. We've seen this in uh, traveling on a bus with the hemp road trip. And uh, I was amazed to see that sons and grandsons of farmers that have, haven't been doing anything. So some minor farming and, the grandkids now are looking at that and saying, I, I want to get, you know, I, they're into the hemp and they want to farm this land again. And that's really good to see. I, you know, I, I, I'm talking to young guys and they want to get out there and farm. Let us alone and let us grow this stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, 
I, I think that's I think that's that's really positive and uh, to see those developments to see people going back into agriculture and seeing agriculture as a you know an important you know career path field you know like I said uh, I think that for a while there you know farmers weren't weren't as respected as as they should have been you know farmers are the backbone of uh, you know of our of our society and uh, you know provide food and so many other things that we need and so uh, you know I think hemp can play, you know can play some role. In helping to bring bring back the family farm and agriculture, and I think that's that's really important. Yes, and uh, you know it, it's a crop that we can use for industry because industries need a source of uh, supplies to do things with, and hemp can support many industries. Look at anything in your house, and hemp could probably play a big change in that, from clothes to food to to building your house. Exactly. Yeah. So where do you see industrial hemp uh, looking in the future, three years? Where do you see us? Well, I think within three years, we're going to see Congress act on this. uh, And I I think in the next congressional session, I I feel I feel very, very hopeful and and encouraged that, uh, you know, that we've made huge progress. I mean, that we had votes this year, for example, on some of these amendments to the appropriations bill, which isn't everything we want, but we saw you know, almost 300 members of Congress vote in favor of those. So I think we've made big progress in, in educating Congress about this issue, and and I, you know, I feel confident that uh, that we'll get this done. And then and then we're going to see states starting to move into the next phase instead of just having pilot programs and and uh, you know and, and research, hopefully to you know fully commercializing this crop. Out of all those thousands of products that can be produced from hemp. What product do you see kind of taking the lead and, and having more demand in the marketplace in the next, uh, let's say, in three years? Well, you know, the uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it develops. And sometimes it's, uh, you know, things can come out of, uh, you know, uh, and surprise you. But what I've seen over the, over the past few years is that the um, – Hemp seed and the, with the foods and the body care, I've seen just huge market developing for that. You know, we're, we're already into the hundreds of millions of dollars of sales and products, you know, and um, we're seeing more and more pre- people recognizing that hemp seed has this, uh, you know, really new, nutritious profile. It's got the uh, omega-6 and omega-3 essential fatty acids. It's got, it's really good digestible source of protein it's got you know um, it's you know virtually a complete protein it's got a number of advantages and uh, you know I look at look at the you know soy for example and I think hemp's a, hemp's a superior uh, resource there so there's some real potential and I think long term that, uh, that that's going to be a pretty huge market there might be others though yeah I have a tendency of looking at the construction and the building houses out of hemp but we're going to have so much herd that we can use for hempcrete uh, just from everybody growing it that it's I think it's going to really create um, an opportunity for uh, small construction people to start focusing and, and specializing in building hemp houses and I, I think there's a big niche for that. Well, I have to agree with you on that. I think that, uh, you know, um, we're already seeing a lot of that. There's some good people out there, a lot, a lot of good people out there that are, that are already doing that, building tiny hemp houses. I know John Patterson there in, Col- in Colorado, where you live, has done, you know, we got the chance to work with him 
and uh, Steve Allen a couple of years ago on a hemp building course. And I know he's been going around and, and doing additional courses and building these tiny hemp houses. And uh, I think there's a, you know, there's been a huge interest in that. And there's a number of other individuals and companies that are starting to promote that. And ultimately, I think we have to see, you know, the uh, the building industry, the, the the standards, you know, whatnot, come to the point where the, where hemp could be accepted when you go to the local uh, exactly. authorities to get it. You know, to, they they need some more testing and and to get it approved uh, so that it can be used as a material, sort of more common. But uh, I think you're right that that's got some huge potential. So. How can people best get involved with the industrial hemp uh, revolution? Let's say somebody hears one of these today, I hemp revolution says, I want to get involved. Well, you know, there's a lot of different ways that people can get involved. You know, if they're inclined to, uh, you know, to, to, to start a business or get into the business, you know, there's, there's, a, you know, there's opportunities there. Um, you know, we're seeing more and more people opening hemp businesses and pursuing you know, uh, and take a look at that. Um, you know, you can get involved in it from a, you know, even just at the most basic level in terms of being a consumer and an advocate, um, you know, just by incorporating hemp into your life, uh, and helping to educate your friends and, uh, you know, and coworkers and whatnot on, uh, you know, on what, what hemp's all about and what, you know, what all the benefits that it offers. Um, you know, you could become an advocate in your state, uh, you know, that, uh, and work towards, you know, changing the laws or making sure that, uh, you know, that, that laws are in place that allow farmers to be able to grow the, grow hemp as a crop. Um, you know, there's just so many opportunities and I would encourage everybody, I hope out there to, you know, go to, go to votehemp.com and, and, and get on, uh, take action and, and write your members of Congress, your senators and you know, your member of Congress and let them know that uh, you really feel like uh, they ought to be co-sponsoring if they're not already co-sponsoring the legislation that we need to push for, you know, for um, full commercial hemp farming. Uh, and, and, and that's what we need is more people speaking up on that. Is there anything else you would like to bring up about you or your associations? Yeah, thanks, Freddie. Um, you know, one other thing that I would encourage people to do, too, is to check out the Hemp Industries Association uh, we were, you know, the, the organization was formed in 1994 by, you know, a group of hemp companies that wanted to form an alliance. It's a great way to to meet other people, find suppliers, network with others in the industry. Uh, we're going to be, uh, you know, bringing our conference to Colorado this year in September. We're having some announcements. We haven't formally announced the dates and everything yet, but we'll have some uh, some announcements on that very soon. And um, you know, so I, I would encourage people to to get involved and uh, you know join the HIA, come to the conference, meet other people in the industry, and uh, and then go from there. See what what appeals to you, and you know how you want to get, get involved with uh, uh, with the hemp industry. So, Eric, thanks for being a guest on the I Hemp Revolution podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Coach. Uh, do you have a website uh, that people go to? Yeah, so the HIA website is the. HIA, that's T H E H I A dot O R G. And uh, Vote Hemp is votehemp.com. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today and make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Hey, give us a review. Uh, follow us on facebook.com forward slash iHemp Revolution. Like us and tell your friends. 
Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them. And thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.